My name is Raj Mirotra. I'm the editor-in-chief for the Clinical Journal of the American Society of Nephrology. And I'm here with Dr. Lightfoot, uh, who is the recipient of the second prize uh, award for trainee of the year for manuscripts published in the journal. Um, Dr. Lightfoot, can you please briefly introduce yourself to the CJSN audience? Um, so I'm Courtney Lightfoot. I'm a mixed message researcher uh, working with the Leicester City Lifestyle team uh, in the University of Leicester in the UK. Thanks. Um, what sparked your interest in research in validating the patient activation measure in people with kidney disease? Um, well, there's increasing prioritization of the promotion of the concept of patient activation um, in nephrology and um, with the hope of facilitating person-centered care. So patient activation is measured by an instrument called the PAM or the patient activation measure. And the PAM is increasingly being used in research and is promoted by our British National Health Service. Um, however, its relevance to individuals with kidney disease was unknown. And when using a measure to assess constructs such as patient activation, it's important to consider the psychometric properties of a measure or in instrument to ensure that it is appropriate and suitable uh, measure for the population in question. And failure to do this can result in measures not accurately capturing the construct. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what is the gap in our knowledge that you were hoping to bridge with your work? And so whilst the PAM's been validated for use in other chronic conditions such as COPD, diabetes, etc., these may not transfer across to kidney disease. And so we aim to critic critically evaluate the PAM and its applicability to CKD. So in other words, does the PAM accurately capture the construct of patient activation in people with kidney disease? And by describing the psychometric properties of the PAM for people with CKD, this enables clinicians and researchers to confidently use the PAM to assess patient activation in people with kidney disease. So what did you find? <laughs> um, so our findings showed that the PAM is highly reliable and a suitably valid instrument for assessing patient activation in people with kidney disease. However, we did observe a high ceiling effect. Um, and this occurs when a large proportion of the respondents were near the upper limit of the questionnaire. And so this may be a problem if you're using the PAM to measure change over time. And we also didn't observe a presence of differential item functioning. So in other words, um, it's the difference in the item characteristics curve between the groups. And so we didn't observe this for CKD stage or for sex, although we did see differential functioning for some of the items between disease type and age. And whilst the PAM scores were identical between the disease groups, this suggested that transplant recipients were more confident in taking actions to manage their health. And the difference in the age group suggested that older patients may lack the confidence in dealing with new or unfamiliar health problems. It may be assumed that self-management requirements change as disease progresses, although given the relatively non-specific statements, patients may be able to appropriately adapt perceptions of their current health status with each item. And in the absence of a kidney-specific instrument, the PAM-13 remains the best measure to assess patient activation. Thank you. Um, there are a large number of patient-reported outcome instruments that are available, uh, and many of them can provide valuable information to the care team. Where will, do you think the PAM fits in the care delivery for people with kidney diseases? Um, so PAM can be used to assess activation levels and can be used as a screening tool for tailoring self-management interventions. 
or it can be used as a quality indicator for delivery of care. And patient responses to the individual items may help uh, better guide specific clinical management than using the PAM levels generated alone. And using the PAM 13 uh, could enable for a more customized approach to tailoring interventions and preparing appropriate education for patients. And tailoring care to activation levels may facilitate a more productive healthcare interaction and enable empowerment uh, for the patient. Your work is a meaningful advance uh, with the validation of an important instrument in this patient population. What are the next steps in your research and more broadly for the field? Uh, thank you. Um, so the next steps of my research, including using the PAM as a primary outcome in a multi-centered uh, randomized control trial called SMILE, okay, uh, which has been designed to assess the effect of a structured online self-management program for people with kidney disease, uh, which is called My Kidneys and Me. Um, and so we're assessing the effect of uh, My Kidneys and Me on patient activation levels in subsequent self-management behaviors. And as for the field, um, further research is needed to develop interventions aimed at increasing patient activation and to determine if doing so improves health outcomes for people with kidney disease. And it's also important to establish the relationship between PAM-13 with kidney disease-specific self-management tasks. Thank you. This is important work. Congratulations again. What words of advice or wisdom do you have for people that are contemplating or just starting their research training with a focus on kidney disease? Um, so thank you very much. Um, I just think it's important to remember why you started and what matters most for you. Uh, so for me, it's to be able to help people with kidney disease live the best life that they can. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology. All rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the American Society of Nephrology.